You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You're goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called Pirate Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzberg. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast here on the Great Geek Refuge. We've got a whole podcast network. We call it the GGR Pirate Radio Network. You should check it out. There's lots of great shows on there. There's this one, At The Diner. We still have GGR Pirate Radio as a stream, which we are kind of broadcasting both these episodes for At The Diner um, and... Um, a lot of like the other like special things that don't really fit anywhere. So make sure you subscribe to both that, the Diner feed, and you subscribe to the GGR Pirate Radio feed. Plus, we've got our video game podcast, which is called The Gamer Den. We've got our Star Trek podcast that's called FedCon. We've got MC Brooks's solo joint, which is The Overflow. We've also got Ulysses E. Campbell of Fantastic Forum. He's got a podcast on the network as well. It's called The Fantastic Forum Podcast. Very creative name there. Uh, I am your host. Well, one of your hosts. My name is Mike Lunsford. I'm the editor-in-chief of our website site. Check it out. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. I've got two fantastic co-hosts. They're also editors and do all sorts of great things for the website as well. Um, let me introduce them in order. Um, Mr. MC Brooks, uh, who just put out an episode of The Overflow all about his experiences at BlurredCon. So you definitely want to check that out. Um, and then we've also got Mr. James Rambo as well. So welcome back to the diner, my friends. So. Up. Yeah, let's jump in. There have uh, been some big things that have popped up uh, on the streaming services and in the movie theaters. I think we want to start with the movie theater. Let's talk about Thor, Love and Thunder. It. I had to process this movie. Like I watched it. I had to think about it for a day or two before I really like was able to come up with how I really felt about it. Because my knee-jerk reaction was like, you know when somebody, you know somebody who's funny and then you tell them they're funny and then they try really, 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 really hard for jokes over and over and over and over and over again. Um, that's what this felt like. Taika Waititi's brilliant. He really is. He's done amazing things like on the big screen, on the small screen. Like I think the guy's incredibly talented. He's incredibly funny. I, I, I think the world of him. However, somebody told him and again, this is just my knee-jerk reaction to this. I feel like somebody told him, hey, Thor, love, uh, Thor Ragnarok was fucking hilarious. I want more of that. And he was like, done. I will take the humor and turn it up to 11 in Love and Thunder. Because the first part of that movie, with the exception of the intro, the intro was, was a gut punch, Jesus Christ, with Gore, the God Butcher. Um, it was goofy. And like I'm just watching it the whole time. I'm like, they're trying really, really, really hard. And like, it didn't take me out of the movie because my overall like take on this, it was good. I enjoyed it. It's a good flick. But there was just, it was very uneven in tone because it went from like, man, this is a gut punch to, hey, look at this slapstick goofball humor. 
And then right back to the like really, really like sad shit. And then, hey, back to the goofball. And there was no balance and it kept doing the, the wave. And like, that's fine, but it just, it didn't feel right. And like, I don't know if that's a me problem. I don't know if that's a movie problem, but that's just kind of my take on it. Um, let's let's pass it around the room. Uh, Mr. Brooks, kick us off here. What were your, your initial takes on Ragnarok? And then Rambo, give us yours. You mean uh, Love and Thunder? Did I say Ragnarok? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I meant Love and Thunder, yes. Well, as far as Ragnarok, I love Ragnarok. It's my favorite Thor movie. And my opinion of that did not change after seeing Love and Thunder either. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, over, the course of, over the course of watching it, I kept feeling like I was waiting for, like... Like I, I was waiting for something else to like really get me into it. Like I, all the humor was like it was funny. Like I laughed at a lot of the jokes that were in there. I definitely think it's the funniest MCU movie that we've gotten to date. Um, but like like you, you kind of mentioned it. Like the tone was just really uneven. Uh, some of the jokes really just felt like they were just kind of shoehorned in at times where they didn't really need to be. Uh, uh, we can talk more in depth about that in a second, but. Um, I mean, overall, I liked it. Like, I, I didn't, I didn't dislike it. I think that there are really strong parts of the movie that really work well when they work well. The problem is just that isn't all the time, and I, I, I really think that uh, like an extra fifteen to twenty minutes probably would have helped this movie, uh, just so we could have gotten a little more with the characters who I feel like helped make the movie work. I don't think I, don't, I think I can speak for all of us. More gore would be appreciated. More, I, I like Christian Bell was great. I absolutely wanted yeah. more of him. Um, I, to be honest, I, I wanted more, more Jane and more Valkyrie as well. Like they were there, and Jane definitely had her moments that were badass. Yeah. I feel like I could have, I could have, there could have been more to kind of really kind of sell her to us you know considering we haven't seen her in forever at this point this is our reintroduction to yeah. the character and our reintroduction is you know she you know she has this diagnosis you know she meets back up with Mjolnir so on and so forth um and like I don't know I've I just I feel like Valkyrie's kind of forgettable in this movie like if, if you were to take her out of this movie, like you probably like not much would really change, which I thought like like the way that the movie was kind of selling her before, especially coming after what was it Endgame when she um, when Thor named her king, like yeah. I was like okay like she's gonna be a major part, and I really feel like if she wasn't there, I, I outside of some quips here and there, like I not much really would have changed about this movie. Um, but overall, point, I liked yeah. it. Like some of the action, some of the actions were, some of the action scenes were were cool. There were definitely parts of this movie that don't make sense. Like we talked about it in the chat, but there there are definitely parts of this that that not only don't make sense, but raise really big questions about uh, other at other points in the MCU, as far as you know what characters can and can't do and when they can do it. But overall, like I, I like the movie. You know, I think this is probably the the second best Thor film which to be honest is not really saying much um <laughs> but i mean but like i i did like it like uh i like uh I, I was i was actually supposed to go see it again last night because i'm still curious if maybe it works better on a rewatch like now that i know the journey from where it starts to where it ends maybe if things will like kind of connect a bit better for me but yeah jimothy what say you Pretty much everything MC just said. Um, it it's funny. All three of us have had sort of like long breath before we start talking about this, <laughs> and I think it really comes from a place of love because we do all really appreciate Ragnarok. Is it is it fair to say that Ragnarok is the favorite of the Thor movie of all three of us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's yeah. I'm. I'm I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. I we all want to love work, Taika Waititi's shit and the things yeah. that work work really well. Uh every bit we got with Gore was fucking great. Yep. Uh Bale is genuinely unsettling in this movie. Oh yeah. Um the 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 cold open of the movie is heartbreaking. 
yeah. and is beautifully acted um, and beautifully shot and really pretty and, and, and interesting. And yeah, like Mike said, it instantly goes from like heartbreaking drama to slapstick. And it's so abrupt. And I, I haven't quite hit on yet what about Ragnarok works that doesn't hear. And I can't, I'm not quite sure if the, if the, the kind of jokes are different um, or if it was like a matter of, of you know, the, the tone being a little more balanced because both of these movies seesaw back and forth between um like legit tragedy and drama and uh pretty heavy comedy um i i think a little bit of that is um in in ragnarok you get um like hella is I mean, she's she's a little more mustache really a villain. She's a little more sort of like standard villain kind of character. Yeah. Her motivation is just like, no, I want to take over. I I got fucked over, and so I'm not now. I'm in charge. Um, whereas with Goritz, um, my people and my my family are dead because we worship you, uh, and and you and everyone like you are just assholes. So I'm going to wipe you all out. It, it feels much more personal uh, and much more visceral. Um, and because of that, I think it, it doesn't lend itself as well to being jokey, uh, at least not in the way that we got. But yeah. I remember being in the theater watching it and, and the first third of the movie, like occasionally laughing, but also just being like, Fuck, is this what the movie's gonna be? Yeah. Yeah. And it, like, one of the strongest, I think, probably third acts of any of the Marvel movies. Um, solid fucking ending. Oh, yeah. Um, it is, you know, we, we, we've kind of stopped talking about this at, at, at a certain point because it's just a given. It's gorgeous. It's a beautiful movie. Um, it is really engaging and 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 like visually appetizing and, and interesting. Um, I was I was I was worried that Gore was basically just going to be like bald Christian Bale with some scars, and he <laughs> is definitely more than that. One yeah. of my favorite things, and I don't know if y'all noticed this, but one of my favorite things is when Gore is in a shadow, his face looks like a skull. Yeah, the the way it's shot and lit, and yeah. and clearly this is this is done digitally as well. Is like his nose basically disappears, his eyes kind of black out, his cheeks get cheeks get extra sunken, um, and he looks he looks like death. He looks like the fucking Grim Reaper, um, and it's fr- like I'm kind of getting chills talking about it. It's like it's freaky looking and it's yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. I I absolutely agree with MC in terms of. That movie could have used like fifteen to thirty minutes more. Um, it it needed more time to explore um, two very serious things, uh, which are Shane's cancer and her journey. And we needed more scenes with Gore and fleshing him out as a villain. Like they nailed his motivation. We knew instantly why he was doing the things he was doing, yeah. but the the scene when he's in the cage with the kids, and um, he is, you can see sort of the, the moments when like the Necro Sword is talking when he is, um, when when he's like fucking with the children and, and and trying to scare them, but then he sees the one that kind of looks like his daughter, and he he starts talking about like I knew a little girl who you know she loved to draw and all this like that's a great scene that is a perfect moment oh yeah and more stuff like that would have been great more I think it's also it's 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 so fast that he goes from um from like 
betrayed man to vengeful spirit. Um, and there doesn't seem to be much of any uh, sort of discussion after that until the end. Yeah. Um, uh, Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2, you get moments where um, Octavius is talking to the tentacles, where he's he's like, no, I don't think we should do this. Like, you know, isn't there another way? Or, or you know, is that really what's going on? Like, there's there's a... a it's a it's a proper sort of arc where he um, he is reacting slowly and surely. Um, one of the things, like I'm not I'm not upset about this, but one of the things that I was really hoping for uh, in the end, because I mean, fucking spoilers. Uh, oh yeah, spoilers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it, I mean, <laughs> I feel like at this point it's kind of a a, a, a given, a given, but <laughs> never a bad idea. Um, I had hoped that. Um, when the Necrosword was destroyed, we were going, or like, you know, like the bond is broken. The wish he had for eternity was for his daughter. And yeah. not that he would have to be told that. Um, that didn't make or break the movie for me, but I thought that would have been really great to have be like, what else would I wish for? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, the, the Necrosword had like such a strong hold on him that we don't really get to see much of his character. Um, we really get like a, just a handful of scenes yeah. with, with him and, we, like, and then like with Jane and her going through uh, like chemo and um, her overall experience. I, I think Jane, I, I, I can't quite tell if this was like a weird lighting thing or, or like, inco- like, like, like incongruity in the way it was shot. But in the last scene between Jane and Thor, when, when we're seeing her from a distance, she has like the heavy bags under her eyes. She looks, she looks particularly sick. But when we see her up close, not exactly from Thor's POV, but much closer, she doesn't have that. And part of me is like, thematically that is really interesting like thor isn't seeing her illness but if that's not a conscious choice that really just means that either a the makeup department and the lighting department weren't talking well enough and so like the lighting washed it out or the makeup just wasn't that heavy or b well we got to keep her hot like we 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 gotta. I mean, we, we don't want to. I mean, that's, too that's the thing, silly. though, man. Is yeah. you even if you make her sickly, like you, Natalie you can't, Natalie Portman. Like, you yeah. can't really. Yeah, like even in V for Vendetta when they shaved her head and she was all emaciated, like she's still pretty hot. Yeah. Like, maybe a contract thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I would say knowing her, I, I would. It, that's probably not the case. Nah. Just knowing like her and that agreed to it, she she uh, she commits fully. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I once again, the MCU maintains tradition of not making a bad movie. Yeah, but agreed. It is certainly a flawed movie, and I I I gotta say, man, like. I'll definitely watch it again. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it like a year. Me, it, I mean, when, when when it drops on Disney Plus, I'll yeah. watch it. Like yeah. Katie hasn't watched it yet, so we'll watch it together. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of making me want to revisit Ragnarok with more of a critical eye. Me yeah. too. Well, th- that was actually the thing I was about to say. Like when it comes out, I kind of want to watch them back to back to to to, yeah. to examine that question. Yeah. Of, what works in this movie that did not work here? Do we think yeah. Ragnarok is so good because it was so much better than Thor 2? That's, I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's part of it. Yeah, and, and I think that that's one of those things where it's just like, dude, the last time I came to this restaurant, like the fish was undercooked. The place smelled bad. You guys hadn't like mopped. Like it was just gross. And I got sick and it was horrible. And I gave you guys another shot and I came back and the floors are clean, and the fish was cooked properly. <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> was that really like, ten yeah. out of ten, or is that My like? Experience yeah, was so much better because of, because the the previous experience was so much so bad. Yeah, um, yeah, like the, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I think put it this way: it took someone 
kind of pointing to pointing to the theme of the movie for me to be like oh shit that is definitely what that's about and the idea that the movie like the, the actual proper uh, um subtext of the film is uh god is love or god should be love and that that is where all the best things come from is um is from a place of love and that thor in and, and this is also one of the reasons why i'm like i'm okay with the way they did this thor in the end when he's talking to gore about what he should do and what he can do in terms of like his his wish for eternity is coming from a place of love and like he is representing a loving god in like the literal sense yeah um that is really interesting and like and that's a thing i would have really appreciated seeing explored as opposed to all these like silly one-liners and you know kind of like zippy jokes yeah um and like i kept seeing people talk about like you know oh well well gt said there's like a four-hour cut of the movie and i'd love to see that but he said he didn't want to release it i'm like fucking hell man if this is what we got i cannot imagine how fucking precious four hours of that oh my god are you kidding me absolutely not how how like oh look how cutesy um i think it's i think it's also important to note well tt does not have a writing credit on ragnarok right he He doesn't he does have one one. year okay so i did you guys watch free guy no i know that a lot of people really enjoyed it I'm glad that they did. I watched it and I, I wish I had, this is really on me. I, I, I so often do my due diligence and know like who a director is and, and at least you know, an idea of the writer. And I didn't. And I didn't understand going into it how, how much it was leaning in the PG direction and not a PG-13 direction. Uh, it's directed by Sean Levy who mostly is known for up until recently uh, for doing like the Night of the Museum movies uh, and like yeah. more like kid friendly content. Like he, yep. he has very yeah. recently done a bunch of the Stranger Things movie or episodes. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And actually he's, I think the front runner right now to direct the third Deadpool movie. Yes. Which up until recently, I was like, really? I mean, yeah. He's a perfectly competent director, but I don't know if he's, yeah. he's the guy I would give like this assignment to. Yeah. Um, in the week. Free Guy is like, it's perfectly good movie. It's it's funny and cute and interesting. Um, Taika Waititi plays the villain in it. And it's not that he's bad, but it's so obvious that he's doing improv. And the thing about improv is when it's good, it's really good. Yeah. But if it's yeah. not good in any way, shape, or form, it's formless it just goes on too long. Um, it's not structured. And a lot of uh, uh, that kind of humor, I feel like that's is, is what we yeah. got a lot of in, in Love and Thunder was like, joke, 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 joke. And it's like, yeah, hand that yeah. shit down, man. Like, give this yeah. another pass. I'm going to so, say something I, that I never thought I would actually say because all of the fan fanboys and fangirls who absolutely love him kind of annoy me but you know what was missing in this movie that was in the last one tom hiddleston and i'm wondering if he was the glue that kept it together because like think about all of that improv that we, they talked about oh the whole like snake thing like with him and and um thor <laughs> like i just thinking about it makes me laugh like that was all improv um the whole like help me let's let's do let's do help me no i don't want to do that that sounds horrible like maybe that's what it is no there's a straight man yeah there's no fucking straight man there it is valkyrie is in more of the movie if valkyrie was in more of the movie you'd have more of a straight man you'd have more of someone to bounce jokes off of yeah yeah and instead it's just like all these free flowing there's a there's a um do i want to say this i don't know (laughs) <laughs> have y'all watched any of the bear no but i saw that you guys were sharing no. it in the group so it's now i'm a, curious about it it's on hulu it's like eight episodes they're yeah. they're all roughly between 20 and 40 minutes long oh i can power through that highly yeah. fucking recommend it yeah um 
if you're gonna watch it, I won't say. I won't. Okay. I, I won't go into this detail. Okay. Um, but I will say that um, when I would make macaroni and cheese, some time ago, before I before I found our uh, uh, glorious kitchenista, yeah, praise be to her. Um, before I found that recipe, I would do like okay so i'm like gonna have like some bacon and some sausage and like four cheeses and all this shit in there i'm like it's gonna be amazing and it was never bad but it was definitely too much mm-hmm. yeah and i never really understood why i never really it never really clicked until i realized there's no balance to this there's there's too much and there can definitely be like macaroni and cheese on its face is like fucking decadence as as a side dish or a meal yeah (laughs) um so when you're you start gilding the lily like that when you start like really jam packing in like all this other fatty stuff it it just it's too much to take um i would have sauces break and i wouldn't really be sure why it's like oh you're using like extra sharp cheddar cheese and that's a problem like just pull back pull back simplify it you'll be fine quit quit trying to do so much with this um and i i think that that is a a big part of i think we've hit on it is is that's been part of the movie is there's so little time for things to breathe there's so Mm -hmm. little um it, it feels unbalanced when it's dramatic, it is dramatic. But when it's supposed to be funny, it's like, look how funny we are. And you don't have more of that sort of, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's a, there's, there, there's an element missing. And I think if you, yeah, Hiddleston does it in, in Hiddleston and uh, actually there's multiple straight men in the movie. Yeah. In the, in, Anthony Hopkins Ragnarok, as well. You have Ruffalo, you have Hiddleston, mm-hmm. you have Valkyrie. There's all these people who can also be funny, but you have them to to be the counterbalance to Thor being silly, and he's not even that silly no. as compared to this. Yeah, he's right. over the top in this one, right. where he's really over the top, and then and so many other things are as well. Um, yeah, you know what this reminds I, me of now that we were talking about it. But, you guys but, have seen both of the Ace Ventura movies, correct? Mm-hmm. I have. The first Ace Ventura movie, that's Ace Ventura, right? You know, great, sure. funny. The second movie is a character. Sure. He's over the top. Like, I enjoy the second one because there's a ton of funny shit in there. I mean, when he climbs out of the robot rhino's ass, that's like one of yeah. the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. But like... Oh, look, she's giving birth. <laughs> it's, it's not the same <laughs> character because it's so over the top. And I it's, feel like... It's a very similar thing. In the yeah. first movie, it's a character. In yeah. the second movie, it's a caricature. Caricature, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is um, it's the it's the the extra yeah. exaggerated, yeah. um, heightened version. It's it's the difference between it's the difference between Ross in the first season of Friends and Ross in the last season of Friends. Over the top like, and just <laughs> douchebag. Yeah. yeah. Like you know, like you know, we're yeah. at a five versus we're at an eleven. Yeah. Um, you know, the the yeah, the the scales yeah. off. Yeah. I think that and and I wonder if maybe a little bit of this is us like we really like Taiko Watiti. Yeah. We like the things yeah. that he does and we don't want to be like, dude, this wasn't that good. Like, and I think that I'm not saying this happened because I don't know. And I'm not gonna do the hyperbolic bullshit that so much of the internet does. That like I'm wondering if anybody had any pause with this. And they were just like, fuck it, it's Taika Waititi. Let's not say anything to him because eh, I'm sure it's fine. Because like, I feel like, and and God rest his soul, but I felt like there was a certain point with Robin Williams' career too where the same thing was happening. Where like, yeah. he was really, 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 really funny. He has some of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. But it also, towards the end of his career, it was kind of like, <laughs> good job, bud. Good for you. And it was just I, like, I, yeah. yeah. I love the uh, Inside the actor Studio. Yeah, I cannot yeah, watch his. Those, are, those are great. I can't watch his episode because it doesn't stop. It just keeps fucking going. It is. It's a runaway train. Yeah, and it's just exhausting. Um, but also like the best writers deserve deserve the best editors. Mm-hmm. Because not every idea is a good one. 
And it, it it feels like a lot of this, which is hysterical considering like what we know in terms of like what he's cut out. Um, yeah. Like it needed a fresh pair of eyes. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it, it really got it, what it deserved. It makes me wonder. It, the thing that it makes me that this makes me wonder is it's been reported that like Kevin Feige is taking, you know, less of a hands on approach with the directors that he is bringing in for phase four, as opposed to how kind of hands on Marvel was as far as here's what you can and can't do. Yeah. You know, like here's like here's so it makes me wonder if this is kind of like and maybe this can kind of speak to like why so many of the series have worked for some people but haven't worked for others is that different directors are now kind of getting more of an opportunity to kind of do what they want with it. Like Marvel is kind of giving them a bigger sandbox to play in and less supervision over like like definitely given certain parameters like hey you can't use this character like hey you can't reference this but other than that it's like hey go crazy and they're not really they're like kevin's not being that set of eyes to kind of look at what they're doing and being like okay maybe maybe this movie could use more of this or maybe we should kind of tone down this and add more of this into it into it as well because maybe I feel like that maybe that could speak to because, you know, perhaps if, if he was being more hands on with Ragnarok, especially bringing in a new director and trying to go in a new direction for, um, you know, for for a character that to that point did not have two great movies. And at that point, Chris Hemsworth was seemingly ready to leave, much like yeah. the, much like uh, RDJ and Chris Evans and, and everyone else. So it makes me wonder if that is really like if that's also kind of like a big the thing that separated this movie from what we got with Ragnarok, which is kind of a less hands-on approach from Kevin and Taika just being able to, and especially because Ragnarok was so successful, you also want to give him the respect of being like, you know what? I trust what you do. I I trust your vision. You didn't, you know, what you did with Ragnarok was great. Didn't steer us wrong. Want to trust you to, you know, make good choices and make good decisions and, you know, play with these characters and kind of yeah. you know as long as you get us to this spot by the end of the movie like you'll be good i'll give you an example because at first i thought the problem might have been hemsworth because it was thor's character that was the most annoying to me because in that battle scene in the beginning with the guardians like it was just it was so over the top and i get that like you're trying to show like this is where the character's at for his character growth because later in the movie, obviously, he's a different person, which is good. Again, that's a credit to, uh, to Taika Waititi. Like, you take this character on a journey. Great. You did the same thing in Ragnarok, and we saw the, the change. But, like, he was annoying. And, like, when he was more annoying than Star-Lord, like, that said something. Because normally Star-Lord's <laughs> the annoying one. And you're just yeah. like, wait a second. Wow, Star-Lord's like, wow, man, you're too much. We can't deal with you. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. But, like, I, I will, one thing about that, yeah. too. The way that this movie, like the way that they talked about this movie kind of before we saw trailers or anything, they really made it seem like the Guardians were going to be way more, were going to be a bigger part of this movie. And we got what, five minutes from them? Ten maybe? They were were in like the first 10 to 15 minutes-ish and that was it. And like, I'm not saying that the movie necessarily needed more of them in it, but they definitely portrayed this movie as if like... Because because I, I very I very much remember coming out of Endgame, um, and when they announced that Thor was going to get another movie and uh, Guardians was going to get another movie, and this was before like everything got was um, got delayed because of the pandemic, and we like it, it was it was really seeming like we were going to get back to back movies of both Thor and the Guardians, you know, together doing some space adventures, which sounds like it could be fun as fuck, but we didn't really get much of them. And to be honest, like I kind of forgot they were in this movie until this very moment. Yeah. That's kind of sad too, because like they're good characters. And like, I was really hoping for an as guardians of the galaxy too. Like I thought it would have been fun. Um, Just overall though, like when, when, when you're looking at that thing and you're looking at the, the, the character issues, at least this is my take on this. The other character that, bug the fuck out of me was zeus because like first off the greek accent like (laughs) i'm not saying russell crowe can't do an accent i might be but like that was 
That was a rough. cartoon. It is. Yeah. It's a cartoon. Yeah. He, and 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 like to to his credit, I yeah. am sure he was not encouraged to go small. No. Yeah. Taika Waititi was like, "Fuck it, go big." Like, yeah. yeah. Be be over the top. And then like the 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 tutu, like the, the little skirt thing. I was like, "Come on, man!" Like it was it was fine, but it was just one of those jokes that it was just like, "This is too much," and like. It was fine, but then tonally, again, we're talking about these weird tone shifts. At the end of the movie, he's like, I'm so sad because this happened. And you're just like, all right, Super Mario. Like, yeah. they they know like the gods are no more. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And like, but then like for him to be like, Hercules, kick some ass. And I was like, oh, okay. It's fucking Brett Goldstein. I'm so excited to have Brett yeah. Goldstein yeah. in the MCU. Yeah. Fucking love that That's guy. honestly what I was hope what I was hoping to see come out of it. I was yeah. I was really curious once we got that once we got those uh those early um those early photos and we saw like uh Bast, you know, the Wakandan uh Wakandan god and we saw that they were going they were that they were going to bring in all these others. I was I was fingers crossed that they were going to do something with Hercules. In fact, when uh, the the panel the panel from the comic that they um, where Thor and uh, um, I was going to call him Borg. Um, Borg. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Um, like when they're standing and there's that giant creature that's there. Like I actually thought because uh, in the trailer it seemed like there was going to be a third character that they had just kind of digitally removed. I was curious oh, sure. if, Hercules, if Hercules was going to be part of it since we knew that Zeus. And the other guys were going to be part of that in um, in, in in some regard, but I'm excited. Um, it actually does beg the question, though. Um, as far as Thor specifically, at the end of the movie, how, how do you guys feel about like him kind of being a dad? You know, and, and that's going to be his role like going forward. I'm down. I'm <laughs> I'm totally down for that. Like I. Uh, I think that 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 can provide a good middle ground where he where he can't be as silly, um, and again comes back to balance. Um, I also like the fact that that's his actual daughter. Yeah, and so they they have like apparently his like, whole family actual chemistry. Whole yeah, family, yeah. apparently his whole family was in the movie. Like they all have gotten they were all in at various parts. I believe it. I I will also say that like <laughs> learning that. A bunch of the kids were like kids of the, the cast and crew i'm like yeah that tracks because some of those performances were not great um but they're kids <laughs> like i mean and, and it's not like you needed thespian level per- performances from them but like it's true but a flat performance is a flat performance yeah, like yeah. i, I yeah. wish we could have gotten bits where it's like a little better um but you know that didn't make or break the movie for me yeah um yeah. I think it's cool. And this is like, okay. So one of the things that I really liked about uh, Thor's character um, arc from Infinity War slash Endgame is we got to see Fat Thor. And like, we talked about this in detail before that like, it sounds dumb, but it's kind of cool to see that representation of like a fat guy being a hero because often mm-hmm. fat guys are like, you're the comic relief or you're disgusting. So like, and, and, re- and like the realization that he was still worthy, even, yes. even though he had, he had kind of let yes. himself go at that point. This is I... a second chance at representation where we're going to get to see him as a dad. And like you normally think about this with movies. How often do we actually see good dad hero figures in a movie like a superhero movie most of the time they're dicks and it's us it's like us watching the hero have to deal with their douchebag father or they're dead yeah right yeah, <laughs> yeah. douchebag or dead yeah I mean, it's funny it's funny because like it actually got me thinking i was like do we have any like a, you know miss marvel aside do we have like much good dad representation in marvel like, to this point okay yeah ant-man yes ant-man's one uh, but and otherwise, a lot of the fathers, like Howard Stark, piece of shit. Um, we never see Steve's parents. Um, Odin's, you know, Odin's a dickhead. Um, what else? Was I a bad father, Luigi? My name's Loki. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I fucking love that meme so much. I've oh, seen it a million so times. Good. Every time I see it, it makes me laugh so hard. Oh, I'm sorry, Green Thor. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Green Thor. <laughs> oh man. Um, I mean, yeah, like 
we never see Clint's parents. Natasha's parents, she was stolen from. And so she's essentially raised by the Red Room. So they're all fucking assholes. Um, I mean, you do get David Harbour as her surrogate yeah. father, which is pretty great. Are you saying my story is not legitimate? <laughs> for the for the little <laughs> little bits and pieces that we get. He, well, he's certainly entertaining. Yeah. yeah but sure. he's, oh, he's a shit. shit. Oh, he's a shit father. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm so uh, glad to have my daughters back. You're like, con- what? Considering <laughs> that the... Well, I mean, no. Like the the Angley Hulk is like loosely based or loosely tied to the Norton Hulk, and that is definitely MCU canon. The whole Nick Nolte thing, yeah, which Jesus which Christ. kind of implies the Nick Nolte thing, like like David Banner's uh, David Banner, like he's a total dickhead. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's mostly just just assholes. I mean, look uh, at it. Even even in Guardians of the Galaxy, um, both yeah, his real yeah. dad, <laughs> both his real dad is a douche, and then his stepdad is a douche That's, who yeah. has a heroic moment at the end. And then you find out, like, oh, it actually turns out that he did something really, really good years ago. And you're just like, yeah, okay, but he still treated a child like shit. So it's like, yeah, yeah, and like that's fine. I get that lots of people have daddy issues, and that that sucks. And I'm sorry, but like it it's gonna be cool to see Thor struggle with raising a child because it's not fucking easy. And like I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that. I think that's gonna be cool. Like especially one that he accidentally imbued with godlike powers. <laughs> like which is I mean which is a whole a whole your thing plot right holes, yeah. Yeah, he could do like, that the whole fucking time. Why didn't you just give all of Wakanda the power of Thor? I mean, could have, f- used, could, have, could have used it to potentially save Asgard and Ragnarok. I don't know. Give it to give it to goddamn Vision, so he could have fought off uh, Thanos. Like, I mean, it could have been helpful. Or, or if this is a new ability, this is where the extra 15, 30 minutes yeah, exactly. could help. Where you could have. There could have been some inkling oh, yeah. where he, he realized that this is something that he's able to do. He could have turned so, on his Australian charm and looked at the camera and been like, hey, check out what new power I learned how to do. Wink. I, and then I do could, it. I could almost, ex- I, I'm, I'm down to, to kind of Marvel no prize this and say yeah, post Ragnarok where he fully understands that his power doesn't come from Yolder but is is a a, um, a vehicle for his power. Yeah. That he now understands that he can do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, also um, with um, with Odin dead, yes, Valkyrie is king. But I think it's also safe to say that Thor, like the the Odinson, is the All Father. Yeah. Um, so if if that's the case, that also means that like Odin's power has gone has effectively gone to him. You literally could have had yeah. ten seconds of dialogue fix that whole yeah. shit right there. Yeah, I mean, like, is any of this in the text? No, it's not. Yeah, it's all things we can extrapolate from. But you know, I want my fucking no prize. Give it to me. Yeah, give it to the whole podcast at the diner. No prize. Like I said, it just it just it just beg. There's just some lot, lot of yeah. questions that just end up coming up from yeah. from that. And then also with like eternity and like the wish, you know. Yeah, and Thanos like did like oh yeah Thanos did Thanos know about it if if he did. Why didn't I would assume he didn't like? Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think he did. But speaking as someone who, in the last two weeks, spent two and a half hours trying to solve a problem uh, in a very, very particular way, only to find out that when I finally asked someone, that all I had to do was upload a file to a particular place, <laughs> I can understand and empathize with someone who was like. So here's this problem. I know what I need to do. This is the solution. And that is all you see is the one solution you've chosen. Um, I'm not going to give Thanos too much shit about not knowing about Eternity. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it it took a whole what if episode of of, uh, the Black Panther explaining to him like, hey, you know, we could just like help other people. Yeah. You ever think about that? Genocide, and Thanos is genocide. like, I can't say that it did. Yeah, genocide is bad. Shit, huh. shit, it is. Yeah, fuck. He's, uh, <laughs> he's 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 very much the type to be very single-minded about things. Yeah, most um, villains are typically not really looking to to like. There was no brainstorming sessions that yeah. Thanos held with his people. Be like, okay, no idea is a bad one. What do we think? 
about <laughs> this whole thing. Something about yeah. the, the knife and balance. I, I don't fucking know. Yeah. I'm, plus, I'm sure like the, the the just the attraction of power too, like have, like being able to have the, to wield the Infinity Stones too. I mean, have that sweet ass gold glove. I mean, like yeah, yeah, like something about that. Maybe that's what he was like. You know. I'm sure there's another solution, but it does not involve me having this sick gold glove with all of these jewels on it. Yeah. So uh, one last question, though. Thor 5, do you bring Taika back? Yes. I... I say unequivocally. That's That's just my take on it because there's no reason... Well, Thor 4, you said Thor 5. No, 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 yeah, because oh, 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 because yeah, right. yeah, he's yeah, already like, in for Thor, Thor four. Sorry, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 Thor, yeah. I mean, it's it's almost a, a given. Taika okay. has publicly said that he he'd be willing to come back. Okay, uh, the way Chris Hemsworth has spoken about it, it sounds like there's going to be a Thor five at some point. I mean, Hemsworth has said he's like, I'll play this character yeah, until they tell for me forever. to stop. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Like, I, I yeah, just, I appreciate yeah. that he's that he's so down yeah. for it. Um. I I think it's going to depend on how Thor four goes. Um, I think that with with the kind of goodwill that he's established already, I mean, like there's no Natalie Portman in Thor: uh, Love and Thunder without, um, yeah, without um, Taika Waititi. Like that that's been made pretty clear that she was not coming back for any more Thor movies. Like she was done after who, I don't even remember who directed the second one, the dark world, but I mean, I know was she had such a Patty Jenkins. No, 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 it was supposed to be. Patty. It was, that okay. that was the falling I, out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, she, she was wanted, mad. She wanted to be Patty Jenkins. And, um, that was essentially like agreed upon and then creative differences, blah, blah, blah. Um, but Portman was already signed on for it. And she's like, great. I'm yeah. not doing another one after this. Yeah. Good old pearl mother. so now i have an iphone right side note um and i i'm getting used to having an iphone as opposed to having an android and android pretty much all of my cell phone having days and like i just asked siri who directed thor 2 and they said kenneth branagh and i'm like he directed the first one did he also direct the second one no he did not yeah, <laughs> fucking, fucking Siri, piece of shit. Thor. So now I'm like to hold on. Don't say anything yet. Okay, I'm just looking it up. Oh, I see who directed it. Okay, hey Siri, who directed Thor two? Excuse me. You know what? It's not Thor two. It's Thor: The Dark World. World. Hey Siri, who directed Thor: The Dark World? Alan Taylor. Alan Taylor, who at the time uh, was best known for doing Fairmount TV, uh, including some episodes of Game of, episodes of Game of Thrones. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I think there were two. Patty Jenkins was like the the bigger name. But there were two women who were looked at to direct it, and uh, one ended up leaving fairly early on. And Patty Jenkins seemingly was the was like it, this is going to happen, and then that, that fell apart. Mary something I can't remember her her last name, but she directed uh, American Psycho among other things, and she was going to do the second Thor movie. Yeah, and Kenneth Branagh originally was going to do it, and then uh, he backed out at like the last second. Um, well, not the last second because like they bounced around a lot with it. Which honestly, like, can you think of a movie where they've had like six or seven different po- like directors change hands and it was still good? Yeah, not often. Yeah, Mary Heron is her name, was the director of yes, American Psycho. Yes, that is yeah. her name. Yeah. Either way, like, I I got my numbers all mixed up, too, because we're actually on Thor 4. This was the fourth Thor movie. Um, so, yeah, the next yeah, one would yeah, be yeah, Thor yeah. 5. Yeah, so my bad on that one. Yeah. But, I, um, <laughs> I think that he can come back, but I think, I don't think he should be writing it, and I do think that, um, like, I, I, th- I think he can take a pass on the script. But I don't think that he needs to be like the yeah. um, the foundation of the script. I do want to circle back to this in the future 
um, because I want to talk to you guys because I know Mr. Rambo, Professor Rambo. Sorry, I, I forgot about your <laughs> your your status. Um, I want to go into some Thor stories that we think would make a good one for five. I'm curious, like what else is out there? Because the gore story was cool. Like I ended up reading up on a lot of it and I was like, it's actually really kind of dope what this yeah. character is. And I feel like they did him justice in this. I'm just curious what else they can do with this character that's like sort of centric on the on the comics. Um, we got to do something with the kid now because, you know, the kid's there. So yeah, I got a YouTube video I can send you because uh, uh, there's a YouTuber I watch, uh, Geek Culture Explained, I think is, is the channel. Yeah. And he did he did a video about this exact thing, and he's like a huge comic guy, so he he yeah. had ideas as far as where they could go next with Thor, uh, be like at, like after this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I mean the, the character itself is cool. I hope, honestly, I kind of hope we bring Loki back. Um, I realize that I really like the 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 two of them playing off of each other. I think the um, it'll be really interesting to see that. that- yeah, it'll be interesting to see the dynamic because we saw the dynamic, like everything that built up between them from, you know, Thor 1 through Endgame yeah. or uh, Infinity War. Now yeah. we have a different Loki. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, you know, is... And so I'm, I'm curious to see, like, that adaptation uh, or, excuse me, that interaction. Like, this Loki that knows that in a, in a different timeline, he had a much better relationship with Thor than he currently has. Yeah. And yeah. now how that affects how he plans to interact with Thor whenever they eventually get reunited. I'd be yeah. curious to see that. That'll be and super interesting. If that's something that maybe gets explored in Loki season two, like since yeah. that's, that's the next opportunity that we would, as far as I know, that's probably the next opportunity we would have for Chris Hemsworth to come up in any form or fashion. Yeah. I mean, and like, especially with all the multiverse stuff they're doing now, like the possibilities of, I mean, cause essentially he's one of the last Asgardian gods still alive. Right. Like we've never seen Boulder and Boulder was supposed to show up. He was supposed to be Walter's in. That's right. Madness. Who was he was supposed to be? That's right. Daniel Craig was going to play Boulder. Fuck, that would have been cool. Yeah. He was going to play Boulder and he was, and then he, and then COVID spike in. He's like, "Yeah, I'm not fucking doing that." Uh, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, honestly, that's what I want to see in Thor five. I think like we make that happen. It's not like he's busy. I mean, he's not James Bond anymore. So, I mean, he might. I'm sure he's got other things. He was in uh, the um, Ryan Johnson movie uh, that awesome Mine's one that on. Yeah, I think he's, he's going to do uh, the glass on or glass onion too. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like he's got other things going on. Obviously. I mean. How much am I going to fault the man for being like, yeah, I'm going to spend time with my kids and, you know, my wife, Rachel Vice. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a little <laughs> preoccupied. <laughs> with do another movie or you want to, you know, <laughs> hang out with Rachel Vice? Well, I must say no to Thor because, I mean, have you seen her? I mean, yeah. come on. Just hand somebody like a VHS hey. copy of the mummy like, yeah. I'm married to her. <laughs> <laughs> do you see this yeah <laughs> she's black widow yeah uh-huh yeah it's all me <laughs> <laughs> do you do you blame me uh, so that'll that'll wrap us up on thor thank you for listening to ggr pirate radio Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy! Put one of those hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something. And then send it to the internet!